I'm Sydney. And I'm Julie. And this is Restaurant and Retail Revelations. here with another episode of Restaurant and Retail Revelations. This is a podcast that spotlights key players in the restaurant and retail industries, and it's made possible by Revel Systems, the leading cloud-native platform in point of sale. I'm Julie Holkabor, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sydney Keita. We are marketers at Revel, and we're really looking forward to today's episode. You know, healthy, quick-service options in the restaurant industry have been in high demand in recent years. I know they're popping up everywhere in my neighborhood. And today's guest knows a thing or two about making it in that space, and, and they found a lot of success. So I'll let Sydney introduce him. Yeah, this, that's so true. Our guest is the perfect person to speak to this, which um, I know we'll learn a lot of great things when we hear from him shortly. But his name is Nick Pesco, and he is head of marketing for Sobol, which does acai bowls, smoothies, and an assortment of super fresh, super healthy snacks. And... Um, Nick is, you know, he's near and dear to our hearts because Sobol is an award-winning Revel client. We'll definitely be asking him about that in just a moment here. And then, you know, our, our team, um, myself and Julie included, we love hearing from fellow marketers. You know, it's always kind of cool to hear from a, a similar lens in a different space. And I cannot wait to hear what kinds of things Nick and his team have in store for the Sobol brand. So with that, let's go ahead and introduce him for the day. Nick, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. And to kick things off, do you mind introducing yourself for our listeners? Sure. My name is Nick Pesco. I am the head of marketing for Sobol. Uh, for those of you that don't know Sobol, we are a 53-unit uh, franchise that specializes in acai bowls, fruit smoothies, fresh waffles, coffee, uh, based out of the Northeast, but we currently have locations nationwide. Uh, and I've been with the organization for just about six years now in this position for oh, just over four years. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Definitely. And real quick, what does the head of marketing's role entail day to day? Just walk us through some of the different things that fill your, your calendar. I don't know where to begin. Uh, <laughs> it gets pretty, uh, pretty interesting. I mean, we're a startup, right? We're a growing brand. And I've been with the organization since, you know, beginning the franchising journey. So, you know, every day has been new and, and has been ever changing since I started this role. Uh, today, uh, a lot has changed. I am predominantly focused on our brand initiatives and, and staying innovative in this space. Uh, obviously, with COVID and, and everything that's happened in the past year, we've changed a lot and how we, we focus our advertising efforts and our attention. Um, but, you know, a, a good portion of my time is spent, you know, kind of coming up with new ways to direct our brand and, and present brand messages for you know, our franchisees for our franchising um, development side of our business. Um, and a lot of that is, is put towards our rewards app, our, our online ordering, 
uh, and new ways to, to entice existing customers and acquire new customers. Um, but aside from that, you know, I would say that's where I'd like to spend more of my time, but there's a great portion of my time spent just working one-on-one -on -one with franchisees on their local marketing efforts and initiatives. And, and that's, to me, I mean, that's a great benefit is helping grow their business and, and supporting them. That's what I'm here for. Uh, so I would say that's, that would be the probably 75% of my day and then 25% on the branding and, and growing our brand. Yeah, it sounds very busy, but busy is often good. So yeah. uh, let's talk about Sobel and your offering for a moment. In your opinion, what makes it stand out from competitors in the acai bowl space and the healthy snacks space in general? Sure. I mean, for one, if you haven't had a Sobel acai bowl, do yourself a favor, look us up online and go try one. Uh, our granola is really our difference maker. It's, it's our secret sauce. Um, it is a homemade recipe. I actually started as an employee making our granola uh, back in 2014. Uh, so I know the secret recipe and it is incredible. Uh, and uh, while other bowl places and smoothie places have great products as well, that definitely is something that when you try ours, you'll know there's a difference there. Um, and we, you know, again, we don't, you can't get it anywhere else but a Sobel. Um, aside from that, I mean, we use all fresh and frozen fruit. We do not use any syrups. We use no powders, no sugars. Uh, we do not use ice in any of our products either. Um, not that there's anything wrong with using ice in a smoothie or a bowl, uh, but we're strictly fresh fruit and frozen fruit with um, dairy-free options, gluten-free and vegan options. So we do not carry milk in our stores. We do have some for coffees and things like that, but um, there, none of our products contain dairy, um, which we believe is a great benefit for that health conscious eater. Um, and it suits the gluten-free and vegan eater as well. Yeah, there's a lot of diets to consider these days. And um, so as the a holder of the secret, do you, are you able to replicate the granola at home? I can, but it's, it's not as easy. I was mass producing it. So I have the recipe for yeah. like, you know, 800 bowls. I, it would be hard to, to bring that down to one bowl, but I, I could do it probably. <laughs> I believe it. That's awesome. Um, well, Julie and I are both, we're pretty regularly tuned into news about the restaurant and the quick service space. And Sobol has had some recent spotlights that we would love to just kind of dig in uh, to further with you. And so the first one I'd like to talk about was your recognition on QSR's 42 fast food brands to watch in 2020, 2021. Um, and wanted to know just your thoughts on how your team earned that designation on the list. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we were very excited to be a part of that. And, and QSR is kind of our like holy Bible almost. We read that as a, a company every day. Our, CA, our CEO is, is an avid, QSR reader. He's sending us articles consistently. So it was really, really great for us to finally be a featured article uh, in QSR. And, and, you know, we attest that our success and our, our mentions in QSR really based off our team's level of support that we give our franchisees and how that's allowed us the growth that we've been able to get so far. Um, and our store's successes. I mean, we have a team of of anywhere from 10 to 15 people at a time uh, with a 53 unit franchise brand. I mean, that's fairly unheard of in the franchising industry. Um, but our whole model is based around supporting the people that 
decide to invest in our business. And, and that's, you know, our, our, we owe it to them essentially to make sure that they are see some level of success, whether it's the success they're looking for, or maybe they're not looking for the, the level that they're receiving or whatever it may be. We're there to support them and make sure that they're receiving what they paid for. Um, and I believe that that's kind of helped us grow to the level that we've been at that we're at currently um, and, you know, the future levels that we will eventually be at. And I think that's why we were able to be on such a popular magazine and, and recognized by QSR and other brands as a, a growing brand. I mean, we've opened, you know, 10 stores in 2020 throughout COVID. And uh, fortunately, we're able to not have to shut down a single location um, permanently. Obviously, locations closed based off the, the pandemics, you know, the time of the pandemic. But for the most part, we've grown and, and seen tremendous success. And I'm, we're really happy that QSR has recognized that um, and our brand as a growing brand. Yeah, con congrats. And that's a huge mention. And you've already spoken to how important, you know, your franchisees are to you and, and supporting them. Another recent article that came out was on Sobel's empowerment of female franchisers specifically, which is very cool. Uh, can you share a little bit more about what led to that recognition? And then I'm also curious to know what measures Sobel has in place today that make it a great franchise option for women. Absolutely. I mean, we are, that by the way, is my favorite article that we've ever had published. I mean, uh, you know, we worked on that one for a while and um, it's something that we've been talking about for a long time internally. We have a great network of female franchisees um, that usually have some of our best performing stores, whether it's operationally, marketing, whatever it may be. It's just, it's so great to work with such great people. I mean, all of our franchisees are fantastic, but, um, you know, like I, you know, the business world has, has transformed so much over the past, you know, how 10 years, 20 years, 30, you know, however many years. And, and we really empower those that want to take a chance on us, you know, male, female, whatever it may be. Um, you know, we believe it's important to highlight those that, that have taken a chance on us and that have ne not necessarily had a, have had a fair playing field in the business franchising world. Um, so I, you know, I would, I don't have the exact stats, but, you know, we're, um, we're fairly even on male to female franchisees on the number of them. Um, and, you know, we're super proud of our franchisees, especially our female franchisees that are so vocal in our business that come up with so many ideas that help us from the corporate level grow. Um, so it was really important for us. And, and as far as, you know, making sure that we're, we're inclusive and, and, and using female franchisees as a, as a, a driver to, to build this female centric business. I mean, it's, it's just changed kind of how our scope and our landscape of our internal structure, like we're a very diverse group on the corporate end, you know, we're, we're extremely inclusive. If, if you're willing to take a chance on us, we're going to support you and help you grow. Um, and, you know, some of those franchisees, I think almost all of them are all, we call them pioneers. Um, and, you know, Beverly in Massachusetts, uh, Natalie in Beverly, Massachusetts, we, she's our first location in Massachusetts and she's consistently a top five performer in our system. Um, Suzanne and, and Alyssa down in Sobel Wellington. I mean, they are, I don't, I won't curse, but they are fantastic. Um, they kick butt. <laughs> and they do a uh, really fantastic job. They were our first Florida location. So like they take these chances on us and we do everything we can in our power to support them um, in whatever endeavor 
that they're going through, whether it's Sobol related or not. So we're really pleased to have a, a great network of franchisees. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, you know, Julie and I, of course, are are all in on the the female power and empowerment. Um, and I definitely I want to dig in on the topic of franchising a little bit more and just talk with you about kind of the key factors to successfully joining the Sobol franchise and maybe if there are a set of factors that kind of set franchisees up for great ownership experiences, what those might be in your opinion. Sure. I mean, to get started as a as somebody that's looking to franchise specifically with Sobol, I mean, you, in my opinion, you need to be passionate about what it is that you're doing. You have to like the product in some capacity, whether or not you're a, an avid fruit eater or you just like the healthier lifestyle. I mean, that's super important. Um, and, you know, that kind of ties into like your level of, of business acumen or how, how much you plan on being a part of your business, right? If it's going to be a passive in investment or if it's going to be, you're going to be an owner operator. I mean, that plays a large factor in how your success is in, in the long term. So if you're looking to get into a Sobol or become a franchisee of a Sobol, you know, we traditionally see more success with with owner operator franchisees, somebody that's really looking to be a bit hands-on, at least in the beginning, um, and help cultivate a, a tremendous culture um, in your store, build a great staff, grow, uh, build a great management team, um, and then sort of scale from there. Um, but if if you're if you're passionate about the product, if you're willing to put the man hours in or and and be involved in your business, um, that's extremely important two starts and, and steps. Uh, once you sort of, you know, get involved in Sobol and start really thinking about, you know, where could be the best location, that's where we kind of come in and help you depending on what stage you're at, right? Once you sign on with us, we're going to help you secure the best location possible for you. Um, but that's a major piece of, of operating any business, but a Sobol specifically is, is finding a, the right location, um, that fits our brand and our type of store model. Uh, we're not like McDonald's where, you know, we secure land for you and you're going to buy it from us and lease it from us. I mean, that just gets it. That's just too much for us. We're like I said, we're a startup. Um, we're fairly low cost. So as far as other franchises goes, you, you can get us at a pretty affordable rate um, and you're getting a lot of support, but you do need a, a great location. Um, and then with that, I mean, I, again, if you're in your store owner operator, you're working with your staff day to day, you're working on your operations, you see success. If you, if you rely on Sobol, the brand's marketing efforts, you'll be successful. But at the end of the day, it's really important that you're an avid marketer, whether or not you're, you know, anything about marketing or not, uh, you understand the value of marketing, especially in today's world, you know, our customer base is 13 to 35 year old female. Right. So you need to know what a 13 to 35 year old female is doing in order to capture them as a customer. And a lot of times it's social media. Um, you know, we're not running newspaper ads or TV commercials to try and get that customer. We're really trying to capture them because they're on their phone. Um, so whether or not you're comfortable doing that or not, you need to believe in that. That's that's where our marketing efforts are best suited. So um, and that's not to say that we have you know, franchisees that are in the, uh, you know, an older demographic that may not necessarily understand social media as well, but they're willing to listen and, and, and understand that, you know, you're buying into a brand to not reinvent the wheel. You're, you're buying into a business that has 
gone through trial and error. We're here to help and guide you based off our mistakes in the past. So um, being, you know, open ears and, and not necessarily an egomaniac and saying, okay, I'm going to listen to these people and maybe I have good ideas. I'm going to voice them, but they, they know best. I bought into Sobol because of their expertise. So you got to be listening. You got to be involved. You got to be passionate. You got to understand that marketing is important. And um, if you can do all that and find a good location, you're going to have great success. Yeah, those are all great points. And it sounds like there's a tremendous amount of support at the corporate level, which ultimately I think is what most people interested in franchising are looking for. Um, so, you know, this wouldn't be a 2021 podcast without addressing the pandemic. So I, I'm curious to know how Sobel was impacted by COVID-19. And I'd like to focus on a few factors, but let's start with supply chain disruptions. Um, did you guys experience any challenges in light of your focus on fresh food and supply chain? Um, or was, was that not a huge issue for you guys? So I'm less involved in that area of our business, but I am fairly involved in every area of our business. So I do know um, that during COVID, like, the, the height of the pandemic in 2020, let's call it April through June of 2020 or March through June of 2020, uh, we didn't see that crazy of a, a distribution issue. We really had no issues to my knowledge, maybe a few hiccups here and there, but we were very strong um, during the height of the pandemic in 2020. Uh, fast forward to today, uh, we're seeing a tremendous difficult, we're seeing a lot of difficulty on distribution. I mean, it's, it's, and I know it's affecting all restaurant and food brands, but, um, you know, plastics, paper, um, food in general, I, there are, it's really hard to come by, um, a good distribution service. And we've, you know, vetted a lot of different companies and worked with a lot of different companies and, and we're not faulting them. We just know that it's, it's almost impossible to get things um, from overseas today. And, um, you know, made in the USA too. It's just, it's not, it's not what it was, you know, two years ago. So it's interesting that, you know, we didn't see the effects in 2020, but we certainly are seeing a lot more today um, yeah. as we're kind of trying to readjust to the normal world again. Yeah, that's interesting and, and definitely something we hear from a lot of operators. I, I'm curious if there were any other major pivots during the pandemic that, that come to mind for you. I'm sure off-premises became maybe um, you know, a bigger component of your business than it was prior to 2020. Can you talk to us about some of those other ways you had to be flexible? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, online ordering and third-party delivery became you know roughly 80% of our business during the height of pandemic. So it was a really big change for us, um, which was great in so many ways. Um, you know, online ordering and, and third-party delivery, our ticket average is, is almost 100% higher than our in-store average. So it's, it's really interesting to see the different trends in ordering. Um, so our messaging was really geared towards you know, contactless delivery, curbside pickup, online ordering, um, you know, anything we could do to make sure that people were still able to get our product in a safe and secure way, while also making sure our staff was safe and secure. Um, so we really put a, a heavy emphasis on that. Um, and, you know, that's consistently changing. And, and there are just so many new ways to attract new customers. Uh, we were also fortunate enough to have been in the process of creating a rewards and loyalty program that was tied to all of our online ordering and um, which launched this past January, but it was just, you know, it was timely that we were able to have something like that along with our online ordering. 
um, to help encourage guests to continue to, to order with Sobol, which they fortunately did. And do you predict that some of those um, trends are here to stay? Do you guys anticipate that uh, you know a lot of your business will remain off premise? It seems that way. It has not. I mean, it is. It has changed. Uh, it's not eighty percent of our business anymore. It's roughly like thirty-five percent um, of our business now, and I think that's only going to increase. I mean, I, 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 I think that COVID has shaped the way consumers purchase. Um, everybody just knows to order online now. Uh, even phone-ins have have gone down significantly. I think it's just people don't want to call anymore. It's just, I can order it in two buttons and I'm there, I pick it up and I go. Um, and I think that that's going to continue to, to get more and more popular. And I, I do believe that restaurants are going to continue to, to find ways to attract new customers, to find new ways for customers to be able to order with them, um, which I think will lead to more kiosks and, and things in store to kind of just keep that same feel like ordering from a kiosk is like ordering online essentially just in store so i think that that will continue to grow in popularity um within the next couple of years yeah it's it's interesting so many of the trends you just listed are the very things that we've been talking about here at rebel you know uh so if we could talk point of sale platforms for a moment I'm curious to know, you know, why did Sobol select Revel as the POS platform of choice and how has that decision impacted your business, especially in light of some of these trends? So we um, were at a crossroad. Well, we chose Revel for a number of reasons. The, the, the technology that you guys have, the, the cleanliness of the look of the actual point of sale, you know, it's not a big bulky boxy point of sale. There's so many other features in Revel that make our system easier uh, for our staff, for our corporate end. Um, I know our director of technology works very close with Revel um, and he has nothing but positive things to say about it. Our franchisees, um, since we've transferred, transitioned over to Revel, have had a lot of positive um, input about Revel. So I think, you know, we were at the time just at a crossroads with our current point of sale provider. We just, it was a little, it just wasn't what we were looking for. And like I mentioned before, we're a growing brand, you know, we're trial and error. We try things and hope they work out. And if they don't, we move on to something that we believe will be better. Um, and, you know, during the, the trial phase or, or with this other point of sale company and transitioning over, it was between Revel and a different point of sale company. And it just, Revel just fit what we needed. Um, and, and it, it just, it looks better in our stores. Um, <laughs> just, we have a very clean, um, modern look and, and Revel is perfect for that. Um, but just as far as the, the point of sale functionality, the reporting on the back end, especially with a franchise, reporting is, is like the most important tool for, for our accounting and our finance team and, and even for our, our product development team. Um, and the reports on Revel are, were just 10 times cleaner and just more concise than exactly what we needed. Um, and as far as the, the functionality from a marketing perspective, I can go on about a bunch of stuff with that too, but. Well, that's great. We're, we're, we feel lucky to get to play a role in your operations. Yeah. And you mentioned this lately earlier, but Sobel has a rewards program in place, which you know is a, a, sounds like a big uh, revenue driver for you guys. So can you tell us a little bit more about how the program works? And then we'd also love to hear any successes your team has already enjoyed since deploying the program. 
Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So the rewards pro program, it's called Sobol Rewards. It's in the app store. Um, definitely go download it if you're listening. Um, but it is a, uh, it is a points-based program. It's a, a dollar um, equals two points. Every time you reach hundred points, you get a $3 reward coupon uh, that you can save and use at any other purchase at any other Sobol, no expiration. So, you know, essentially it's, you know, $50 will get you $3 um, and you can do that over and over and over again. But with that, we have incentivized um, bonuses that you can get in there as well. When you sign up, you get an initial 50 points for free um, just for signing up. So you're kind of already halfway there uh, to getting a $3 reward. Uh, you get a free regular sized bowl on your birthday. Any of our four bowls, you can get that for free on your birthday. Um, we've launched a couple different programs during um, holidays and different seasons. Um, St. Patrick's Day, we did a, a bonus rewards points, get 10 extra bonus points on um, during the month of March uh, when you order a green bowl or a green smoothie um, just to align ourselves with St. Patrick's Day. So there's, there's all these different promotions that you can be a part of. It's very similar to a lot of the major QSR brands out there, but we definitely um, try to have our own unique flair and, and flavor on our, our app. Um, and that it definitely plays a significant role in our marketing efforts and our marketing strategy. Um, you know, after launch, uh, within the first month, we, we had roughly like 10,000 app downloads, um, which I was pretty excited about. We didn't really have anything to base that off of. We just kind of were like hoping that we had a few people to download it. Uh, and so we were very excited after 10,000 in our first month. And right now we're up to, you know, I would say closer to 60,000 downloads right now. Um, and it's, you know, it's generating about 15% of our business or our rewards guest members. So we're, we're excited that for that number to grow, um, and just to continuously evolve this program, um, it's, and, you know, I don't have a necessarily specific success story, but when I'm in the store and I hear somebody's birthday or getting their reward for the first time or however many times, it is just like, it's great because they, the excitement on their face to hear that they have a reward or to show the cashier that they have a reward is like, it's priceless. I mean, it's, it's fantastic. And, and that's how, to me, I know it's, you know, it's, it's helping our brand knowing that our customers are happy. So. For sure. Yeah. Pardon the pun, but it's like seeing the fruits of your labor um, yeah, as a marketer. It so it is. It is. <laughs> and I, I do, I love the idea of a birthday bowl because it's actually a healthier option that you can yeah. use to treat yourself. So that's, that's so cool. Absolutely. Um, well, we've covered quite a few things so far with you, but I definitely want to make sure we check in to see if there's anything in the works right now for Soul Bowl that you have, um, you know, exciting plans that might be fun for us to tune into. Yeah. Um, well, we're, we're certainly not slowing down our development. We have um, expected five more stores to open in 2021. Um, so we're very excited about that. Uh, three of which being off of Long Island, which not to, to knock not Long Island, but we are, are pretty packed on Long Island. Um, we still have locations available, but we always like entering new territories. So we're going to be entering New Jersey, um, Northern New York, Rochester area, um, and uh, another location down in Florida. And then with two more coming on Long Island as well. So, um, you know, definitely stay tuned for that. We're getting closer to Manhattan as well. Some more coming in Brooklyn. So um, exciting news on that front. 
Um, and as far as our organization's going, we're just, we're excited to continuously be growing. We're, we're evolving our systems, our rewards app, um, coming up with some new products. We have some really fun new products in the queue as well. Um, I won't announce them yet because um, they're not launch, they're not ready to launch until April, but we're very excited for some new products to come out and, and hopefully everybody likes them. We, we've had a good track record of launching new bowls. Um, so that seems to be where we're going to focus a lot of our energies, launching some fun new bowls for customers to try out and, and uh, hopefully everybody likes them. That's exciting. Yeah, Nick, we've touched on so much exciting stuff today. And um, I'm sure we have a few listeners on the call who would be interested to know if they're if they'd like to open a Sobel franchise or just want to find a location near them to enjoy a Sobel Bowl. Um, where can they find more information? Absolutely. Yeah, just come to our website, uh, mysobel.com uh, or mysobel.com slash franchising if you're interested in franchising. Uh, we have a ton of information about our franchise, uh, the cost of, of joining, some of the, the different areas that we support you. Um, and all you have to do is just fill out a, a quick little application, nothing by, uh, binding or anything like that. It's just to get your contact information. Our sales team will reach out to you, have some pretty casual conversations, see if it's something that you're interested in. Uh, and you guys can take it from there. Uh, and if you're looking to find a Sobol and enjoy an acai bowl or a fresh fruit smoothie, uh, just again, check out our website, download our app. We have, um, like I said, 53 locations. We're in eight different states. So, um, there's bound to be a syllable near you unless, you know, obviously I'm sorry if you're not in one of those states, but <laughs> hopefully we will be there soon, or you can open your own in that state as well. There you go. Love it. Um, and you know, the last thing we want to make sure is if there's anything we did not cover with you already on today's call, uh, that we give you the opportunity to just mention anything else that's on your mind with relation to Soul Bowl, the state of the industry, how much you love Revel. Just kidding. But um, <laughs> is there anything we didn't touch on yet that you want to share? No, I think you guys covered everything. Uh, with Revel, by the way, I love the front-facing iPad. I think it's fantastic. I use it all the time for new campaigns. Just a great little extra tool from a marketer's perspective. Um, but no, I mean, the industry is very interesting right now. Hiring is like the hardest thing to do at the moment, unfortunately. Um, and we are, you know, I, you can see every quick service business is looking at new creative ways to find people and, you know, signing bonuses and benefits and all these things. So, um, you know, everybody, I guess, just stay strong. We're, we're all, uh, we're all fighting this fight together. So, um, it has been a challenge, but hopefully, the world will get back to normal soon and we'll have some great employees again. Yeah, absolutely. And shout out to the branding tool. We love it too. Yeah. Um, thanks so much for joining us today, Nick. It was a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Nick shared so much awesome stuff with us today. And to Sydney's point earlier, it is always so nice to hear from fellow marketers about their initiatives, um, you know, their, their differentiators, what's, what they're working on that's challenging right now. You know, they're facing a labor shortage like so many other businesses that, that Sydney and I chat with every day. Um, so, so very cool to hear all of that. And I, I also loved hearing that he started his career as the chief granola officer, if you will. He was on the front lines. <laughs> actually making the product. Um, and I, I'm sure that's that's led to his success at Sobel in, in general. He definitely knows the secret sauce. For sure. It's 
how do you market something better than when you have had that really close and direct experience with the product and the customers that you're servicing? I think there's no better way to launch a marketing career um, for a brand like that. What a, what a cool connection he's got. Um, as something else that I just love that we heard in this one is, as we've seen with other successful clients, Sobel has this openness to trial and error and just learning really fast. Sometimes people will call it failing fast, but same thing goes for successes. You know, it's the best of both worlds when you can try different things and be nimble and creative, but then also combine that with, you know, the curiosity and the, um, the experience that you get from the lessons along the way, which is something that probably happens with a little bit more of business maturity. So a cool place that Sobol's in right now where they're able to do both with their franchisees. That's such a neat thing. Yeah, definitely. Their, their franchise model, I think is what has made them so successful today. And marketers like Nick and, and operators as well of, of their Sobol locations they're, they're usually focusing on value, consistency, and ease of use. Two concepts, definitely a place for Sobol in their general operations, as well as in their choice of point of sale platforms, in which they have great taste in our opinion. Um, so we're, we're thrilled that they're a Revel client and they're, they're using our solutions in such innovative ways. Absolutely. So while we could sing the praises of Sobol and of Revel for a long time, I want to give a quick thank you to our listeners, whether you're listening as a first-time um, podcast enthusiast or a tenured business owner or someone who really just loves tasty and healthy snacks. We hope you enjoyed Nick's insights today as much as we did. And as always, thanks for listening to another episode of Restaurant and Retail Revelations. You can tune in every two weeks for more great content from our guests. And make sure you never miss an episode by liking and subscribing on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.